Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43, and uh, you can be seated. I'm going to read uh, a good portion of scripture and uh, do that without apology, but I will be mindful uh, to lay a foundation here today. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1, starting at verse 1. And just reading the word of the Lord, if you uh, read it with the intent to obey and understand, uh, has a way to just speak life into your spirit and your being. Amen. His word is powerful. And I thank God for his word today. It says this, Isaiah writing, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name, thou art mine. What a powerful scripture all by itself. God says, I have created you, I formed you, and I've called you by name, I've redeemed you, and you are mine. Praise God. Then that when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. That means that you are fireproof to the flame. That's what it means when fire doesn't kindle or catch. Something's on it to retard the fire. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. I have loved thee, therefore I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I believe we're in a season that we're seeing this happening. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe and understand that I am he. For before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There's a lot of substitutes out here today, but there's only one Savior. Amen. I have declared, and I have saved, and I have showed. When there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Everyone say, I will work. God declares that he wants to do work, but he needs a willing 
vessel. He needs somebody to come into agreement with God's intention to work. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together and they shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow or snuffed as a wick. God is reminding them how powerful he is. He said, I am able to make your enemies drown in the sea and never recover. And I can, extinct, I can uh, quench them as tow or snuff them out as a wick. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls because I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself they shall show forth my praise. Amen. I know that was a long reading, but uh, it's telling a story and it's giving us a foundation for what I believe the Lord is trying to say to us today. This is written to Israel and it's a prophetic word, but, uh, and not all words that, that the Lord would speak to Israel are applicable for us today, but this personal word here today can be, amen, uh, translated into the spirit as it applies to the church. Amen. And uh, this particular word, this can happen with, amen. And whatever is written in the natural to Israel has a spiritual application to the church. And these verses leading up to verses 18 and 19 are meant to bring peace and comfort and security to God's people. Amen. Thus saith the Lord uh, that created thee, fear not. What a powerful word. Amen. We don't have, do not have to fear anything today because God is sovereign. God is in control. Amen. Of all things at all times. Amen. In every situation. And so thank God that we do not have to fear because he says, I have redeemed thee. I have called you by name and thou art mine. Amen. Out of 8 billion people, God knows your name. God knows your DNA. He knows how many hairs are on your head. How many came out in the brush this morning? How many steps you've collected, iWatch I isn't nothing new. It's not something new. How many steps did I get in? The Lord knew that before Apple existed. Hello? He knows your steps because he says you are mine. What else needs to be said to bring peace to your mind and a smile to your face? You were created, you were redeemed, and you were called. You were mine. Amen. I have adopted you as my own. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful, amen, that God did not leave me on the outside looking in, but he, amen, brought me into his family, amen, put his name on my life, and now I am his. Amen. 
The next time Satan shows up and tries to accuse you, amen, of something less than God has called you to be, amen, you need to remind him that you're his, that you're his. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Amen. And next time he tries to put the loser label on you or you fake and you are a counterfeit uh, telling you you're a failure, you're never going to make it, uh, you're never going to amount to anything, you're never going to measure up, uh, somebody needs to, amen, rise up in your spirit and not receive that word. And he is a liar and the father of lies. Uh, Amen. Somebody needs to understand you can talk to the enemy for yourself. Refuse his lies. Do not receive it. Tell him, I've been created or formed by God. I've been redeemed to God, and I am called by his name. God wanted me personally. I said, God wanted you personally. Because he said so. Your mind. You're his. End of story. This is how you're going to know it. You're going to pass through the waters, and I'm going to be with you. You're going to go through, amen, the rivers, but they're not going to overtake you. Be careful, friend, what you interpret as being overtaken, because if you were truly overtaken, you would not be here today. You would not be sitting here today. Nothing you faced has been able to overtake you, because God has been with you through the fire and through the river and through the deep places in life. Amen. Satan may desire to overtake you, but he cannot because God will not let him. Jesus told Satan, Satan, uh, Peter, he said, Satan hath desired you. It doesn't matter how much Satan desires you. If you won't let him, he can't have you. If you won't cave into him, if you won't, amen, come into agreement with him, he cannot have you because God says, I am with you, you're mine, amen, and nothing can pluck you out of my hand. I'm thankful that that verse is in there because many times, amen, it brings great comfort to know that nothing in life, no situation, nothing, amen, that you face will be able to take you out of the security of God's hand. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. Amen. When you walk through the fire, when you walk through the fire, not run through the fire. When you walk through the fire, you know what? Your natural instinct, if you were ever in a fire, would be to run. And they tell you the worst thing you can do is run because it feeds the flames. And the Lord says, hey, when you're going through the fire, you can walk. Because I'm with you. I've got you. The flame's not going to be able to stick. Hello? I'm the Lord your God. And the three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3 are a great example of what happens when God's people get thrown into fire. Amen. 
It was fire so hot that the people that threw them in never even made it to see whether they landed in the furnace or not because the Bible says it was so hot when they threw them in that they fell dead at the furnace door. But the three, they threw in the fire, amen. When they got in the fire, amen, it did not hurt them. It actually loosened them. Why? Because God showed up in the fire with them. Amen. Amen. When you get in the fire, it just brings more of God out to the surface. Uh, amen. It cannot take you because uh, God says, I'm in the fire with you. Amen. And church, since you, you're precious in my sight and have been honorable, he says, I've loved you and I'm going to give men for you and people for your life. My payment for you pleasing me is people, souls increase. He said, I'm going to bring them from the east and the west and the north and the south, and I'm going to bring sons from far, daughters from the ends of the earth, others that are called by my name. And I'm prophesying to somebody here today that, amen, your family is coming because you have made it through the fire. Amen. You have endured flames and you have endured rivers, and God is going to reward you with people for your life and people for your journey. I say to the north today, that's that way. Give up. And to the south, uh, hold not back. And to the east, you've got to release all souls. Uh, and to the west, amen, you can't hold them back because God is drawing them. Amen. He says, God is at work. And he says, I am at work. I will work. Who will let me? God says, I'm going to do a work. It's a declarative statement. It's not God just, you know, throwing a dart at a balloon. Well, I hope this works. No, he said, I will work. Who will let me? Consider it done. It's completed work, and I haven't even started yet. Uh, amen. God is so at work in our lives today. If we understood what he was doing, it would blow our minds because God uh, promised us this word, uh, being confident in Philippians 1, 6, uh, uh, being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. God says, I am at work in you. I'm working in you. The devil's a liar. I don't care what he says. I'm the one that owns you. I'm the one that's working in you. I'm the one that's working on your behalf. And if you'll just keep walking, amen, I'm going to bring you through every situation and bring glory to the Lord. The question isn't can God or will God. The question is who will allow God? Who's going to allow God to work today? Everyone here is a candidate for God to do a new thing. I said everyone here is a candidate for God to do a new thing. God is doing new things today. He wants to make you new. Amen. He said, I've humiliated your enemies. Things that were supposed to have taken you out. I've drowned them in the sea. I've snuffed them like a wick. Amen. Amen. Every, everybody here, amen, should not be here if the enemy had his way, but the devil, amen, was blocked by the grace of God. The devil was blocked by the hand of God. Amen. And he thought he was going to take you out. He thought it was going to burn you up. He thought it was going to drown you and take you under. But look at God. Amen. You're still here. You kept walking. You kept going. And through the fire and through the flood and through the the waters, it did not take you out. 
He said, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He's not saying that we shouldn't praise God for our testimony and for what God has done, but he's saying, stop camping out in the past and acting like the best days are, are behind you. He said, I'm doing a new thing. I'm telling every person that's been in the church, uh, amen, for more than a year or two years or five years, uh, amen, God's got new things, uh, amen. You have not seen the best of God yet. Uh, we have not seen the best that God can do. Why? Because he is such a God of newness. Uh, he is, yes, the ancient of days and he changes not, but yet he is, the, he is the God of new mercies. He is the God of new beginnings. He's the God of new days. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall come forth, spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now when you read of these wilderness and desert experiences, these are supposed to be dry places, places that you survive, places that you just do your best to get through. But God says, look what I can do to those places that you think you're just going to have to survive. I'm going to move in that situation, and I'm going to turn that desert into a watered place. I'm going to put rivers in the desert, and I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. You're going to see my hand at work because I'm a God that's doing new things. Don't write off a season or a chapter of your life like you've got to endure it and barely get through it. God says, if you'll look for me, I'm right there wanting to do a new thing in your life, wanting to accomplish new days and new experiences in me. I'm just looking for somebody who will work and let me work and open themselves up and be agreeable to what I'm trying to do. Amen. This isn't an, an intellectual grab this morning. This is a spiritual understanding that God is saying to us, uh, amen, I want to blow your mind because I'm trying to inform you, amen, so I can transform you. It's not just about information, but God's interested in transformation. Amen. Lives being made new. Thought patterns being changed. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and keep thinking like you want to think, but God says, I've got a better way. You can think like I think. That's what we really need to do. We need to ask God, Lord, I'm tired of thinking like I think. I'm, trying, I'm tired of seeing my life through my eyes. Lord, I need a transformation. I need you to do something new. I need to start seeing myself through your eyes, not the eyes of people, not the eyes of my critics, not the eyes of everyone that's got a, uh, uh, an opinion. Hey, you're going to go crazy with everyone's opinion of who you are and what you should be and how you should be doing it. Uh, amen. God says, I want to do a new thing. Stop looking through the eyes of yourself, your own perception or the perception of others and see yourself like I see you. I see you as more than a conqueror. I see you as an overcomer. I see you as victorious. Uh, I see you as a winner. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am going to do a new thing in you. Here, here's, here's the part that he's never done before. In other words, you've got to take the limits off. Well, yeah, I, I, I know God can do that because he's done that before. And God's saying to us today, yeah, but I'm going to do something that you haven't even held the blueprint of yet. 
I want to do something with you that you have written off because it seems too big. It seems too out there. And God says, no, I'm ready to do it uh, if you'll let me. If you'll let me. It's a new territory. It's a new thing. Aren't you glad that Abraham didn't say, I've seen everything there is to see? He was a sojourner. He was a walker of faith. He, he, he said, okay, God, God, you've got a new thing for me. Every place I put my foot's going to be a new territory. I'm going to define the boundary because I'm willing to step out by faith and walk where God said walk. God's able to do a new thing. It may seem like a wilderness or a desert. I'm not lost. I'm not just out for a walk. Amen. I'm discovering new territory. I'm discovering more about God. Amen. God's position us to do a new thing. Amen. Become something brand new. But we've got to be willing to let go of things in our past, uh, things that have defined us, things that have limited us, things that, amen, we have always looked to as the high water mark. Uh, I've got news for you today in the Holy Ghost. There's a new high water mark uh, in somebody's life today and in your future if you'll just let God work. In order for God to perform the new, you've got to let go of the old. What's the old look like? It comes in all kinds of forms. The old pain. The old relationship. The old failure. The old hurt, the old anger, the bitterness, the rejection. If you hold on to that, you'll never experience newness because you're always trapped by the old. And God says, I can't work in the old. I'm not into making old things new. I'm, be I'm into making all things new. He told Jeremiah, amen, can I not do with that clay what I want to do with it? That's That's... That clay represented an old life. It, it was an old lump of clay. Amen. And, and God said to Jeremiah, I don't want to just take that old clay and make something out of the old clay. He says, I want to make something new out of the old clay. I'm not just remaking something that didn't work the first time. But if you'll let me, I'm going to make something that works out of what didn't work. Hello? Hmm. Failure is not a person, it's an event. So stop camping out there. Hello? Y'all out there? The devil doesn't want you to hear this because he wants us to be camped out at the old. He wants us to be limited, amen, with what God can do, amen. God's just looking for will, willing vessels, amen. H history has demonstrated some of the most notable winners in life have usually encountered heartbreaking obstacles before they triumphed. In other words, uh, amen, they could have thrown in the towel at their latest defeat, uh, but because they had a willingness to step out and continue and try new things, uh, amen, something, amen, broke for them in their their life and they 
finally became what they were supposed to be because they did not let their lives be defined by their past defeats. They did not let discouragement rob them of the creation that God had. David said, thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. He didn't say after I came through distress. He said while I was in distress, while I was walking through fire, while I was walking through the river, while I was walking through a wilderness, God was doing great things and enlarging me in the process of walking through it. You see, our mistake is thinking that God, amen, is going to answer all of our prayers for these great things that he, we want him to do in our life. But really, amen, we cannot host the new thing until we've become enlarged to house it. The problems, the struggles, the fights, the turmoil, the tests, the trials, the fire, amen, the river, all that stuff that we loathe and think, what in the world, what good could come out of this? Let me tell you what good can come out of it, amen. God is using it to uh, stretch you and enlarge you so that he can give you more and bigger and new because you can't handle it without God stretching you and creating space to deposit a new thing. God says, I'll do a new thing, but you have to be in agreement to let me. God is doing great things in these last days. I said, God's going to do some things to blow our minds in these last days. Amen. I'm just telling the church today, amen, God's going to do things that we have never seen done before. But he's not going to do it to a people that won't receive it, won't accept it, won't prepare for it. They're, it's going to pass them by because God says, I can't do a new thing there. Amen. That's an old wineskin that's brittle and that's rigid and it won't allow me to do what I want to do. But I'm looking for that new wineskin. I'm looking for that pliable, flexible, amen, individual, that group of people who is willing to let me be God and do a new thing. And I don't have to fit everything into their box. Hallelujah. God is going to start converting entire congregations of people to the truth. Entire groups of people are going to get baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, this stuff you're seeing in the news is just a sprinkling of the new thing. It's like the, it's like the sprinkles before the downpour. God's doing a new thing, and it's going to continue to escalate. Uh, it's going to start being more and more and bigger and bigger. Why? Because God said, I'm going to do a new thing, and I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. You watch it happen. He's turning Hollywood on its ear. He's going to use the same, amen, same places that used to make horror flicks and all kinds of nasty movies. Uh, amen. Guess who's going to start occupying those places? Uh, Christians and people that are going to get the message of truth and mercy and truth and grace. Amen. Out to this generation. It's already happening. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Told first service, I'm, somebody said, boy, I hope you say everything you said first service. Well, that's almost absolutely impossible. <laughs> but the spirit of it is this. Hold on, 
and get in alignment with what God's doing because it's going to blow our minds. Do you think God has waited to the last hour, the last days, and the, the time right before the coming of the Lord, which I believe that with all of my heart? I don't know when it's going to happen. Don't ask me to put a day or a year on it. I don't know. No man knows. But I know it's soon. I know we're in, compared to history of mankind. We're, we're, we're closer to it than we are from it. But God's going to start doing things that are not man orchestrated. He's going to use man. But he's going to do a sovereign work. Noah had to build the ark, but God's the one that drew the animals. God's the one that, that decided how it was all going to happen. It's going to happen, and we just need to be open to it and, and have our spirit open to it. And uh, there's a movie out, and I've forgotten the title already. Come Out in Jesus' Name. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's hitting major theaters. I think 2,000 theaters, it's coming out. And all it is is people giving their testimony and actual demonstrations of services where people are being delivered from de demons and demonic activity. And, hang on a second. Yeah, it is awesome, but listen to this. The, the gentleman that felt the burden to create this movie, uh, he's working with other people that are, are active in the area of deliverance, and the movie is geared around people coming to a place to be delivered. Now, I want you to see what God's doing as it relates to a new thing. Amen. He's not asking churches to open their doors so people can come get delivered. He says, I feel like God told me to take this to the movie theaters because he said, I personally was possessed by demons as I watched the movie Poltergeist when it came out. He said, I went to watch the movie Poltergeist, and when I did, I was so open and innocent as an individual. But uh, as I watched that movie, I could feel the demons enter my body, and I was bound by them until I found deliverance from them. So he said, I decided that I was going to take the message of deliverance to the movie theaters where I was possessed. And my goal and my dream is to see people set free in the movie theaters. And they've already started showing the movie and people are experiencing deliverance in the movie theaters, not at these altars. Yes, it can happen here and it should happen here. But God is saying, I'm going to them. I'm going to take deliverance to the movie theater. I'm going to take it and set people free right where they've been possessed. New thing. <laughs> God is doing a new thing. He's just looking for a gentleman to say, here I am, Lord. I'll let you use me. I'll tell my story. I'll go. Boy, boy, oh boy. Let it happen in Jesus' name. I pray that the movie theaters don't outproduce the church. 
Hello? Do a new thing. I'm not afraid of it. God's wanting to do do things that are that we've been preaching about and talking about, and God's saying, let's do it. But I'm just looking for people that are willing to let me do it. Mm. Mm. Praise God. Would you just lift your hands with me and pray? Ask God to speak to us right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. I plead your blood, Jesus, right now, and I thank you for it, God. You're mighty to save, Lord. You're doing a new thing, God, in the earth, and we are in alignment with it, God. You are great and greatly to be praised in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You are mighty to save. You are mighty to save. Hallelujah. To God be the glory and the honor and the power, the dominion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Could we just lift our voice and praise the Lord now? He's worthy in this house. Thank you, Jesus. You are mighty to save. You're mighty to save in the name of Jesus. God can can bring deliverance to somebody right here where we're sitting today. The Lord can bring deliverance to somebody. Start a new page in your life, a new chapter in your life, a a new course for your family. God is in the house, and he's saying, I want to do a new thing. I want to do something new that you've never experienced, but you've got to surrender yourself and let me do it. I'm just looking for a vessel I'm just looking for an individual who will open themselves up to me and say, here am I. Do it in me, God. Do it in me, God. Hallelujah. 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 This is the Holy Ghost moving right now. and Opposition comes to that because the devil doesn't want somebody to experience the newness God has. It's okay. But I'm telling somebody in this house that God is here to deliver today. He's here to bring newness today. Today can be the last day that you're ever bound. Today. You don't have to go back out here and live under the bondage. God says, I've got new things today. I've got a new opportunity. When you read what Jesus said he was going to come to do, set at liberty them that are bruised, open the prison doors to the captives, heal the brokenhearted. Those are all speaking of new days, new opportunities, new lives. He's in this house. Lazarus was dead for four days. I said Lazarus was dead for four days. 
You know why he was dead for four days? We learned this when we went to Israel. Because if somebody was in the tomb more than three days, they were officially dead. In other words, some people that they buried were not actually dead. They were presumed dead. But by the fourth day, they could go ahead and legally declare them dead. You see, that's not an accident that Jesus went to Lazarus on the fourth day. Matter of fact, he could have been there two days earlier. But he said, I'm going to delay because I want to show them something. I want to show them something I've never done before. I've healed all kinds of sick people. This is what Jesus was basically saying to them. I, I could go now and I could touch Lazarus and he wouldn't die. But he says, I'm going to delay my coming to Lazarus because he's going to die and I'm going to be glad about that. The reason was, is not because of his friend Lazarus. He didn't want him to die necessarily. But he said, I, I've got to delay so that, amen, they can see through this process uh, that everyone associated with it is going to have a greater revelation of who I am because I'm going to do something they've never seen before. They've known me as a healer. They've known me as somebody that can curse diseases. Uh, but, amen, they've not known me as one that can raise the dead. After four days, they're going to get a greater revelation of me because I'm fixing to do something I've never done. And Jesus called him out of the grave. And the Bible says that he came out bound hand and foot with a napkin over his face. This is what the Lord said to me. He was resurrected, but he was still bound. How many of us have been resurrected, but we still fight bondages in our life? Yeah, we really did receive the Holy Ghost. But there are things in our life that keep us bound up. And the Lord says, I want to do a new thing to somebody today. You've had an experience with me. You've encountered me. It's real. It's genuine. But he told those around, he said, now. That he's resurrected. He needs to be loosed and let go. God never intended us to live with grave clothes on. Bound by our past. Identified by our past. Alive but bound. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. Distressed but enlarged. order for the new thing to come, the old thing has to be done.